Welcome to the John Nuzzo Leadership Podcast. Welcome to this month's podcast. I want to approach something today that is more prophetic in nature. And that's not something you'll hear me typically say, but I really do believe I've heard from God in some areas as pertaining to this fall. And I want to talk to you about it, uh, this being August and and moving into uh, the fall with November elections, I really do believe God has given me some clarity in my heart as to things we as leaders need to be prepared for. If you were to title this, I'm calling it Alpha and Omega Leadership, and uh, and I hope it makes sense here in a minute. But in Revelation chapter 22, 13, Jesus said, I am the Alpha, I am the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. Of course, we know from the Word of God that Jesus is all, or he's all of those things. He is the beginning and the end. He's the first and the last. Isaiah chapter 46, verse 9 and 10 says this, Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning. And from ancient times, things that are not yet done, saying, my counsel shall stand, and I will do all my pleasure. In the uncertain times that we're living in, and they are certainly uncertain, this is an election year, and without becoming any any way political, I think it's safe to say in a presidential election year, everything is politicized, and when things are politicized, the people at issue, the people that we're saying we're serving with the political policy they become second, third, or 500th because people in power want to stay in power or gain power. Uh, that's independent of party, but you fill in the blanks from your own perspective. But here's the reality. In uncertain times, God has already been to the end. God knows the end from the beginning. And I like this sentence, and I want you to hear it because as a leader, I believe it's extremely important that this sentence becomes a part of your prayer life during this season, the season in this nation. And it's this, God declares the end from the beginning. Jesus told us that the Holy Spirit would actually show us things to come. Now, here's what we know about leadership. You know, it's irrelevant. Leadership is utterly irrelevant if you don't know where you're going. Godly leadership is irrelevant if you aren't going where God wants you to go. But here's the thing about godly leadership. For those who have an intimate relationship with God, not a leader who who, who happens to have a Christian faith. I'm talking about your godliness comes before your leadership, that walking with God and being intimate with God and hearing his voice intimately for your own life and for your calling, that that type of leadership is what you're striving for. Because here's the reality about godly leadership. Godly leadership is going where God has already been. Let me say that again. Godly leadership is going where God has already been. He is the Alpha and the Omega, the first, the last, the beginning and end. Remember this. God said, there's no one like me. From ancient times, the things that are not yet done, I know about. And I actually declare the end from the beginning. We that tell stories, we start at the beginning and tell the end. God says, I already know the end before you start. There is a place in God 
when time can catch up to your prayers. Let me say that again. There is a place in godly leadership and in life where time can actually catch up with your prayers. Let me, let me explain that. Philippians 1.19, we all, if you know the scripture, Paul was imprisoned and it, 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 he was in, uh, writing to the church at Philippi. And this was probably not the, the ideal time of Paul's life, being imprisoned, limited. And I won't go into the context, but if you know scripture, you know this was not the best place for, he, for, for Paul to be in his life. But Paul said something in Philippians 1.19 that I want to I settle in on. He said, for I know that this, my imprisonment, will turn out for my deliverance through something. And he, and he named two things. Through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. As a leader, prayer actually brings about in my life a supply of the Spirit of God a supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ. And when we pray, not over problems, not over the moment, but leaders pray out the future. Leaders pray out the tomorrow that no one's thinking about. Leaders pray out the future where God has already been. Godly leaders will hear from God about the future that we haven't been to yet. That doesn't mean all of us will be, quote, prophetic. It doesn't mean we'll know everything. Because even the scripture says that we know in part and we prophesy in part. While we live in this earth, we see through a a mirror dimly lit, but then face to face. So I know this is not an admonition that, hey, you pray and God will show you everything that's ever going to happen. That's not what I'm talking about. But I want you to understand that when you commit yourself to to an intimacy with God in prayer, where you pray with your own understanding, you pray with the Spirit, you literally are praying a supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ into your future. And someday time will catch up to that prayer. And when a person prays out the future and truly gives themselves to that discipline and that yielding to God and that amazing privilege, what will happen again and again is that you'll be walking along in your in your life, which is trapped by time. And time will catch up to where your prayer and the supply is already gone. What I want you to hear me say today is this. This fall, it will be life and death important for you and those that you serve that you are walking into a supply of the Spirit of God. Let me give you a personal ex- example of this. Uh, this was, I don't know, six, seven, maybe eight years ago now. It was one, two, it was probably three in the, it was three in the morning. And as I, and I, and I hear Michelle groaning, I think she's sick. Now we have a king size bed and she's five foot nothing. So I'm trying to find her and reaching over and it's like, well, man, where'd she go? And I keep reaching and cause I hear her, but I, she's gone. And I'm thinking, oh, did she fall out of the bed? Is she sick? So I, I'm saying, Michelle, what's wrong? What's wrong? And 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 all I can hear is her just literally like she's groaning. And I go, honey, what's wrong? And she and, and then I realize she's praying, and she's praying, and she's praying, and she says something's wrong. Something's wrong. I need to pray. Pray with me. Just 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 pray with me. Now I'd like to tell you I'm a spiritual giant, but I'd be lying. I went well, Jesus, you woke her up, not me. And, and Michelle is given to prayer. So I thought, you know, uh, Lord, I prayed with her a little bit. And I just said, 
okay, I'm, I fell asleep, and I'm out. And I, she prayed that way, I guess, another 45 minutes. Well, it's 5 in the morning, maybe 5.15, and Michelle wakes me up. She said, John, get up. I said, well, what happened? What happened? She said, we're going to get a phone call here shortly, and you're going to need to go to the hospital. I said, what happened? She said, I don't know. But here's what I do know. You need to be ready to go. Go get in the shower and get ready. The phone's going to ring. And I was like, uh, okay, baby. And I, and I ignored it, and I went back to sleep. And sure enough, the phone rings, and it's, it's before 6 o'clock. And it's uh, a couple that have been a part of our lives forever. In fact, ended up, they've been on staff here and just uh, a couple months ago retired from our staff. And it's John and Kathy Spencer. And Kathy's on the phone, and she's, she's kind of frantic. And she said, uh, Pastor John, we're here to get tests for John on something going on in his body. And, and, and while we were waiting to get the test here, in, in, not in the emergency room area, but it's like the doctor's office area of this hospital, he, he, he began to have these terrible symptoms. And what ended up happening is I think he ended up throwing seven or eight clots in his lung. And his lungs and, and pulmonary embolisms are life and death. And, and she said to me, they're rushing him right now into the emergency room. They, she didn't know what was wrong, but it, it, was, it was life and death. He was, again, you need to breathe to live, you know. And here's what I was able to say to Kathy. Kathy, listen to me, please. I don't know what this road ahead for John's health is going to be, but here's what I can guarantee you. He will live and not die. And let me tell you how I know it, because Michelle has prayed, because she told me, honey, I've already prayed this through. In other words, she yielded to God in prayer, bringing a supply of the Spirit that would just be a few hours ahead, that when John threw blood clots to his lung, when he thought he was being wheeled into an emergency room, listen to me, please, he was being wheeled into a supply of the Spirit of God. And I said, now, Kathy, I don't know what this journey is going to look like. I don't know what the recovery will look like, but I can guarantee you this. Your husband will live because the prayer, the answer was found in prayer a few hours ago when I told her the story. Now, I, I jumped in the shower and got to the hospital as quick as I could, but, and, and of course he lived and, 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 he's, and he's well to this day. But what I want you to see is that how many times has God endeavored to get me or to get you into a place of intimacy with him where you're actually going into tomorrow, where you are literally walking in alpha and omega leadership. In our partnership with God, remember the scripture said, we labor together with Christ, not for God, but with God. That's hugely important, that distinction. We don't labor for God. Look, God, look what I did for you. I built you a great big house. You happy with me, Jesus? And cheer for me and slap me on the back and tell me how much you love me, Jesus, because I built you something. No, no, no. He said, we labor together. So in essence, I'm laboring with God. I'm not laboring for God. And so what I want to encourage you to do today is to get this simple revelation in your heart that you can have such an intimacy with God. You can have such a relationship with God, such an intimacy with God, that when it requires it, that you can truly get into a place of prayer, into a place of intimacy with God, where your godly leadership is actually going where God has already been, 
where you actually are declaring the end from the beginning. So as, as we wind down our final five, six minutes together, I want to talk to you about something that I believe the Holy Spirit in prayer has showed me about this fall. And I believe I don't have full clarity of this. This is not some prophetic announcement that this is going to happen. It just seems so strong in my heart that I actually feel compelled to share it with you. And it kind of centers around this. I was reading an email from uh, a guy I greatly respect. It's a daily email. And he was kind of talking about these uncertain times and how very important it is to get your your online things moving and your 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 social media and and emailing uh, certain content out and and all of these things are really important and I'm not minimizing them they are and we're doing our best to get better at them. While I was reading that, the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and He said, "This fall, that will be like putting a squirt gun to a bonfire. It won't." even scratch the surface. This fall, and this is what I believe the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart, this nation will be on fire. And I don't mean a uh, figurative fire. That I, What I saw in my heart was, and I, and I can add my own, if you will, conclusions, which we should never do, and I won't. But sometimes God gives us a sentence and we build a paragraph. I don't want to do that with you today. Now, I have built a paragraph in my head, to be honest with you, but I only want to give you what I sense in my heart to be known, that what happens in November is going to create such a disruption in this country that the anarchy that has been fostered these many months, for whatever political motivation, and you fill in the blank from whatever your perspective is, that in November, a fire is going to ignite. And I believe we are going to see a level of disruption that would rival what occurred in the 60s when cities truly were overrun by not protest, but literal riots. And and here's what I believe the Holy Spirit's speaking to me, is that God is wanting to raise up leaders during this time that, listen to me, will not hear his voice, but will have heard his voice and then obey it. And here's something that in prayer that, that was so real to me that the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. He said, there are many today, leaders, those in ministry, that are in absolute obscurity that I will raise up during this time to lead my people. And they will be filled with leading them and loving them and my power. There will be another, if you will, crop of people emerge, I believe, through this fall who will have been prepared because they have been intimate with the God who knows the end from the beginning. So this sounds like a very, you know, man, a frightening thing. Well, you know, upheaval is frightening. But here's what I know, what I believe about this move of God that will emerge this fall, that it's going to be like unlike any other move that I've seen in my lifetime. Most of the moves of God, if you will, that I've observed since I've become a Christian, I've been in ministry almost 40 years, is that there's been persecution, but mainly that main persecution has come from other parts of God's kingdom or the body of Christ. I believe this fall, what God does is going to be a uniting move, not meaning we all get together in one building, but that because the persecution will primarily be from those who do not know God, that those who do know God are not going to fight over the insignificant, 
Persecution, I believe, this will emerge through this fall. I have no idea how long it will last. I don't know what church services will look like. I don't know what church will look like. Here's what I do know. The end from the beginning never surprises God, ever. And it doesn't have to surprise me, and it doesn't have to surprise you. But I do believe this, that there will be a level of persecution that will be at a level that I've never experienced in this nation in my life. This requires now, leader, that you hear God's voice, that you obey his voice, and that you pray out a supply of the Spirit of God for the time to come. Take some extended times of prayer. Take some extended times of fasting and just wait in the presence of God. I'm not even suggesting that you're looking for God to give you deep insight about tomorrow and and, and the months to come of details. That's not even what I'm suggesting. I'm suggesting that when you do this, you will have prayed out a supply for you and for yours and for those that you lead so that when you step into a time and into a season in our nation that is going to be, I believe, even more troubled than the, what we're experiencing right now at the time of this, uh, this recording, which is the middle of July, I believe that you're going to step into an actual supply of the Spirit of God. And He will do things that a podcast, a YouTube video, great online, social media, those are all very important tools that we should use. But I believe this is going to be a time where God's people and those leading God's people are going to be yielding to not just the word of God, but to the love of God to the extent that this world will know we follow Jesus by our love one for another and the way we love even those who persecute us. Jesus didn't say people would know we're his disciples by what we build or how many people or our social media. He said, they'll know you follow me when you love like I love in the middle of the impossibility. And so I want to encourage you to take as a leader some extended times, separated times, a day here, a day there, where you separate yourself for fasting and prayer and pray out a supply of the Spirit. And finally, in Acts 16, we have a great example of Paul being led by God in a very troubled time, of course. In Acts 16, it said, Paul and his companions, in verse 6, traveled through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word of God in the province of Asia. So notice the Spirit of God led them where not to go. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. It doesn't say they saw a vision at this point. It doesn't say that they heard a great voice. I believe it's similar to what happened to Paul when he was aboard the ship, when he said, and he was a prisoner, and he said, Sirs, I perceive that this voyage will be with much hurt and damage, not only to the lading and cargo of the ship, but also to our lives. I believe the Spirit of God was dealing with his heart and dealing with the leader's heart. Don't go to Asia. They tried to enter into Bithynia, and the Spirit of Jesus, the Spirit of God in them said, No, that's not where I'll have you. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. And Paul had seen the vision after he had seen it. The Bible said, we got up at once. Now listen to this, because this is where the obedience comes in. 
we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. I think it's safe to say God's called us to preach the gospel, right? But in this season, I'm telling you, there are, there are going to be specifics that if we will hear his voice, the God who knows the end from the beginning, the Alpha and the Omega, and yield, if you will, to Alpha and Omega leadership, that I believe we will have positioned ourselves to serve our world and serve God's people to where we will breathe in and experience a move of God's power in one of the darkest seasons in my lifetime, I believe, in this nation's history. So please know that I'm praying for you. I hope this has helped you, and I hope that you'll that, that it'll comfort your heart because nothing that's going to happen is a surprise to God. I look forward to getting back with you uh, as we get a little bit into the fall because I'm going to be taking a break and uh, and doing some rest, which we all should do. But I so look forward to being with you again, and I'm praying for every one of us, and I'm praying for our nation. God bless you. Thank you for joining us for this episode. Your reviews expand our reach. So if you enjoy listening to this podcast, please take time to rate and review us. We look forward to having you with us on the next episode of the John Muzo Leadership Podcast.